0: Today as we drawing to the close of January, and of course every January we do a couple intentional services, just getting the, the whole year kicked off, and today is our our ABM, our annual business meeting, don't worry it's not at this moment, but it is right after service today and had a last minute revision, kind of a last minute idea for the ABM, because believe it or not we actually want you to attend that (laughs) I'd like you to attend I like to be able to just share that information our ABM is our annual financial report and so what we've done today I've I've changed it up just a little bit to where we will end service a little bit early and we'll have a five-minute break and we're gonna go straight into ABM if you don't want to be there and you don't feel like you should or you just need to go that break will give you an opportunity to scoot and you can either go next door and get your children or go next door and wait for the food to be served. The food will be served at the normal time. The kids will stay over there until the end of ABM unless you would like to go and check your children out early. So that's the format for today with ABM. After ABM and lunch, we have a grocery giveaway preparation bagging time. So, if you would like to stay for that, we've been donated, as you saw in the chapel, maybe the last couple of weeks. We have stacks and stacks of food in the chapel next door that we have to put in bags. And we already have 100 plus individuals, I think it's around 22 ish, probably a few more by now, families that are signed up for a Thursday grocery giveaway here um, on the property. And so that's cool. We've kind of Kind of been a new, a new time with that, right? We've got, we kind of figured out how to get some people coming in and be able to help some people. With that, we have a couple other things that just continue to put in front of our attention. We have a new group starting this week, and that's the, the Youth Boys starts this week, right? So, oh, look at that cute little graphic there. So, that'll actually be February, but it's this Friday. So, guys only then Two weeks later, gals only. We're alternating those Fridays between youth boys, youth gals, and snag. And so our youth team are doing a good job there providing those opportunities. And the following week, um, a lot of final getting things rolling. Equip classes begin on Feb 7. That's a Tuesday, 6.30. And our class, This Sim, is Theology Survey Part 1. And so jump into that if you would like. You can audit the class um, or you can take it for credit with a fee. You can audit it and sit at it and just sleep the entire class. And that wasn't funny? <laughs> David thought that was funny. <laughs> One person thought that's funny. The rest of you might already be sleeping. No. Um, Already like, okay, you're, you're seven minutes into announcements. We've already into REM sleep. All right. Remember, Growth Journey is happening every Sunday, 9 a.m. right up here. It will be ongoing every week. Does not stop moving forward for this year. And then lastly, don't forget to download our app, Reach Community on Google Play or Apple Store. You can get the all the sermon notes. Like what did he did he really say that? Yes, you can go find it. Um, the majority of things that I say, huh, 90, 85, 90%, will be there in the notes on um, in our blog, on our website that you can find on the app. You can find all of our original music. And you can also find events and all those schedules and so on. All right, enough announcements. We're diving straight in today to our message today, because in addition to it being ABM Sunday, I've this will be the Sunday that we take. And I, as I have done in years past, for many, many, many years, take the whole month of January, just really felt like just taking one full Sunday this year and really just diving into some thoughts on the tithe and today with it being abm sunday an appropriate day just to dive in to this topic of tithe commitment sunday and specifically our title for today is entitled food in my house everybody say that with me say food in my house let me ask you, and all the probably I can ask the youngsters, they'd probably respond a little bit better than all you older folks. But how many people love food in your house, right? Colin, like food, you got to have it, right? It's like full refrigerator. I heard somebody hoop over here. It wasn't a kid. I was like, you like, uh, which one liked the food the most? Oh, it's Becky, <laughs> Becky Lynn. Like, I, saw, I heard some hooping for some food right there. Food in my house. Well, of course, we're not talking about our refrigerators or our Homes, but we're talking about the house of the Lord. And just a by way of like a one-minute summary from last year to bring us into continuation to this year, last year in 2022, we, I taught on the importance of a giving lifestyle. Everybody say a giving lifestyle. And we looked at Acts in chapter 20. We look at 2 Corinthians chapter 8 where it says in Acts 20, 35 it says i've shown you in every way by laboring like this that you must support the weak and remember the words of the lord jesus that he said it is more blessed to give than to receive everybody say that with me it's more blessed to give than to receive and a giving lifestyle, as we learned in corinthians chapter 8 verse 5 a giving lifestyle begins with us not digging into our pockets, our giving lifestyle actually begins with us giving ourselves unto the Lord. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse five, it says, not only as we had hoped, but they first gave themselves to the Lord and then to us by the will of God. If you're going to be a generous, person in all aspects of your life whether it's finances or your spiritual giftings or your or the giftings that God's giving you for your work or your business to be excelling to be overflowing in this area the word of god teaches us to first give ourselves to the lord when we give ourselves to the lord it becomes much, e- much easier to see the need and when we see the need then We have some sort of responsibility to meet the need. Everybody say, See the need? need. Meet the need. need. If the Lord's giving you eyes to see, well, then I would challenge you why was the Lord enabling you to see that need? With that, today I want to make just a sincere, as transparent as possible appeal for you to once again consider prayerfully to be a person who brings the whole tithe into the house of the Lord. I'm asking you to prayerfully again, consider becoming, renewing, reactivating, you being a tither. And this is just a really a continuation on the last three weeks of learning to trust in Jesus with our life, learning to trust in Jesus with everything that he's poured out in as resources into our life. It's no secret. That the Lord uses people to provide for His work upon this earth. I mean, there are certain benefits that, that the work of the Lord gives, but not just the work of the Lord as we'll dive a little bit into today, the broad context of people who, who are doing charitable things or good things upon this earth. But it's no secret that in the house of the Lord that the Lord uses The people of God. He uses people to provide for his work. Everybody say amen. Amen. Now with having said that you know we lived in China for for all those years and and our biggest (laughs) don't don't shake your head at me too hard but our biggest supporter in China our biggest supporter in China was a Buddhist businessman. True story Buddhist businessman who was that that I talk with today the sweetest man the most sincere man, he has put himself on in line of the, the fire for our sake on more times than one. He's the guy that I share with you sometime back when I sat down with him and I thought he was going to cancel all our contracts and pull all the facilities. He says, oh, James, James. He says, "You're all through translation, of course. He says, oh, your, your problems are small compared to mine. He says, you have to be like a river. When you're flowing and you run into a, a rock, he says, be like a river and bend around it. <laughs> yes, and say. <laughs> it was great, it was great advice. It really was. In other words, be adaptable. And and um, and he, he stood there and all that to say that the Lord can use whomsoever he chooses. Even you. <laughs> he can use a, a donkey, he can use a, a Buddhist businessman, and then you're right there on the list. Donkey, bu- Buddhist businessman, us, you know. He can, he can use whomsoever he chooses. I suppose he could have set it up differently. I suppose he could have set it up somehow so that the work of God and and the work that we want to do in our lives for the kingdom of God or churches or ministers or pastors. I suppose that he could have set it up in a way that he put it upon the hearts of our governments and the hearts of individuals that, that everything that ministries do or churches do will be free. But we know that that's not the case. We know that like in everything in life, it takes getting out of the boat. As we said last week, sometimes falling out of the boat. It takes trusting the Lord. It takes believing God. It takes, it takes buying buildings, and it takes training up people and paying for electricity and all the things that we need either to, to build a business or to, or to do the work of the Lord. With that introduction, Malachi chapter 3, verses 10 Verses 10 and we're just going to focus on that one part today where it says, Bring the full tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and thereby thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there is no more need. Amen. Amen. Pour it down, just pour it down. I ordered a live illustration today for the message. Pour down a blessing, just keep it outside of our walls and that the walls may not leak in Jesus' name. Here in Malachi chapter 3, it's a a scripture and a chapter that we oftentimes might look at. But again, I want to just focus on those on those six or seven words right there, where it says that there may be food in my house. That there may be food in my house. And of course, as we started, all of us, we love food. We like eating, we like working, so that one of the main things we do with our our money outside of a place to live and clothing to put on our body is we put that food in our refrigerator and in our cupboards so that we can put it in our body. And in likewise, in a similar way, one of the main purposes of bringing the tithe into the house of God is that there may be food in God's house. Everybody say amen. amen. Now, trust me, as it is a, a, a message on tithing, I have to work very hard to make this as, as interesting and engaging as possible. For us And everybody said, "Amen, pastor, say, so we're pulling for you." But the food in the house of God is not just any type of food. When it talks about that there may be food in my house, you go look that up, it, that food right there, it's talking about that there may be fresh, leafy food talking about the house of God. Everybody say fresh food. Now, we could, we could go on about fresh food and, and fresh meals and we could talk about us who go to restaurants and if a meal is served not to your satisfaction, who are the ones in the house that, excuse me, excuse me, waiter, I would, um, there's something wrong here. Who, who are those in the room? Just go ahead and raise. Just be proud of it. Own it. Okay, I know y'all are out there. I was at a meal recently, and at a birthday meal, and something was ordered, and person there was like, they were like, really didn't want to, but they were like, hmm. I said, dude, just send it back. <laughs> just, just send it back. Maybe the lettuce is a little bit too wilted. Maybe you find a hair on your plate. It gets worse. Maybe you're sitting in the restaurant and all of a sudden you look behind you at a nice date night, dinner night, and you see that little critter run alongside the, alongside the wall. How many people has that happened to before? You see that little mouse run. I tell you, it happened to my wife and I at a restaurant. Don't worry, I'm not gonna say the restaurant's name. They're like, darn. Yep, Christy, you can't even get it out of me later but I can say that we've never been back to that establishment. <laughs> True story or not, we won't, we'll just leave it at that. We've never been back to that establishment. Of course, we talk about food and we talk about food as being fresh. We talk about, you know, some of us are obsessive about making sure how we eat and what we're eating and putting into our body, returning the tithe into the house of the Lord in order that there may be fresh food in the house is is one of the main purposes of bringing the tithe into the house of the Lord now here's the thing just like you don't want to go to the restaurant and and get yourself a an undercooked or probably an overcooked steak or wilted lettuce or critters running around underneath your table in the same way you don't want to come into the house of the Lord and get served some moldy bread. You don't want to come into the house of the Lord and, and your youth get served moldy cheese. Of course, unless you're a blue cheese fan. And then the moldier the better. Who, who blue cheese fans in the house? Yeah, I mean just cake on the mold, right? But <laughs> you want to come and you want, you want it to be fresh. I mean, think about this, as we get serious for a moment then we'll mess around a little bit more in a bit. You want to come into the house of the Lord, you need the worship to be fresh. What does fresh mean? Fresh doesn't mean that it's the most contemporary, relevant, newest song on the list. Fresh means that it has the touch of the Lord upon it. Fresh means that you can be singing one of the, the oldest hymns that we can get our hands on, but, but when it's sung, it's, it comes out with such an anointing, and it's oozing and dripping with the oil of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. That's a goal in the house. Fresh meaning that when the Word of God comes forth, that that you can tell that the difference, because you're smart people, right? I mean, people are smart. You go to the grocery, you know where the the two week old rack is for your ducks and you know where the fresh rack is. And in the same way, when people come into the house of the Lord, people can tell if it's, if it's two-week-old moldy bread coming off the shelf from, from somebody else's sermon or sermon.com, and it doesn't have the, the touch of God. <laughs> yeah, even sermon.com. we got to talk to you in but about sermon.com. Did I even say it? Is there even such a thing? There's not even such a thing. I mean, actually, there is. I can't lie up here but that you can come and, and, and hopefully by the grace of God and by the mercy of God, there's a freshness on the word when it comes forth and that there, can, there, there is an awareness that this isn't coming from the, the moldy aisle, but it's coming from the fresh aisle. When our kids are being, cared for when you come into a house of God, you can see if there's a freshness of the presence and the love of God in the place. It's so important for there to be a fresh wind and a fresh breath when you walk into the house of God. So important. It goes all the way back to Chronicles. Even in the the Old Testament, we begin to get this picture of the importance of freshness. In 1 Chronicles 9, 32, some of the Kohonites, the the fellow Levites, were in charge of preparing for every Sabbath the bread set out on the table. Everybody say the bread. bread. Every Sabbath, everybody say "Every every week. Every week, these Levites would have to prepare Fresh bread, follow with me today. Fresh bread to put out on the table of showbread. It couldn't be old bread. It couldn't be bread that was from last week. They would come and they would prepare fresh bread and and to go even further than that, not only would they prepare it and it was bread for an offering to the Lord. It was bread representing that Jesus is the bread of life. It was bread that was to be provided for the Levitical priesthood, the priest of God, to be able to partake and eat of that bread. Of course, this is in the the old covenant of things, and now in the new covenant of things, we're all a royal priesthood, a holy nation, called out of darkness and into his marvelous light. You see, the Lord wants us, his priest, partaking of fresh bread. You know in your walk with Christ, and your walk with God, when, when all of a sudden, you know, as I was, I was told a story the other day of some, a while whenever some people happened to be ministers, came happened to be pastors, came into the house and just sitting in just a normal service and they said, person sharing the story said, you know, pastor, they sat there the whole time just weeping and weeping and weeping. I thought to myself, wait, I had, to, I had to go back to the, to the sort of layout of the story. I said, they were pastors, right, from where? Yes, pastors, they were pastors. I said, and they just wept the whole time. They said, it's been so long since they've been in church where they were able just to sit in the presence of the Lord and just, experience, I, I had to go back to the story and I, I, I said, you said they're pastors, right? I said, they're leading the church, right? I had to just go clarify the details. They said, yeah, but, but for whatever reason, for all, however long they had been partaking of, apparently, molded, stale bread. There was no freshness in their life, no freshness in their ministry. And I wanna tell you, when we lose the fresh touch of the Holy Spirit in our ministry, in our life when we lose that fresh touch we begin to go stale just like bread does we begin to get moldy let me ask you right there and see who's who's bold enough to answer this little raise your hand question but who has been there in their life and in their walk with the lord before raise your hand it's it happens It happens, this isn't something to be ashamed of. It isn't something to to hide and, and, and stuff into the corner in the closet. It happens when we are not partaking of the freshness of the Holy Spirit. And so part of the purpose, actually a whole big part of the purpose of bringing the tithe into the house of the Lord is that there might be a freshness in the house of the lord a freshness on our bread it says in exodus 25 30 i missed a minute ago it says and you shall set the showbread on the table before me always so this bread is to be set upon the table always whenever we enter in to our time with jesus we're entering into this place where there is bread that has been baked and set for us, we have to get this Tobiah mindset out of our life. Everybody say the Tobiah mindset. If you don't know what that mindset is already, you're gonna have to go back and listen to a message from two years ago, from Nehemiah chapter 13, verses four through 12. And I will summarize it today, but the Tobiah mindset in summary is taking a space, we can say the space that was meant for the Lord and for the work of God and using it for our own purpose. Tobiah was was one of those men that was fighting against Nehemiah in the rebuilding of the wall. And when Nehemiah returned to his place at the king's right hand with his cup, Tobiah convinced Elishab the priest to take the room dedicated for the tithes, and to turn it into his personal apartment. Next thing you know, the tithes were no longer, the tithes, the offerings, the incense, all these things were no longer being brought into the house of the Lord. The priests, the Levites then, have to go back to work as one person, as probably many people over our life when we're starting different works, one question that's always prevalent on people's mind is, Pastor, are you, are you a full-time pastor? Or do you, do you work a job somewhere? Are you full? Because it, it makes a difference. It makes a difference in, in how one is able to prepare the freshness of the ministry and the responsibilities that God places in our hands. If like the Levites, when Tobiah took over the tithe room, when they go back to work, And they can no longer give themselves fully to preparing for the work of the lord we've got to get the tobiah mindset out of our life the tobiah mindset says i'm going to take a little bit of this space that rightfully belongs to the lord and i'm going to use it for another purpose tobiah was given the space That was meant for gathering of the tithes. Of course, the tithes were very bulky, very big in those days. And he was given that space, which meant that that space was misappropriated for God's purpose. Let's transition now, and let's bring this into, very practically speaking, for all of our lives. Isaiah 55, verse 10 is a beautiful passage that we can see its counterpart in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, that we'll get to in a moment. But Isaiah 55, 10, it says this, for as the rain comes down, <laughs> thank you for reminding me that it's raining. It's taking everything in me to forget that there's this big like noise over my head, but my, it's perfect, my, okay, <laughs> okay, you say so. For as the rain comes down, boy, this is almost as good as um, what was it the other day, with the, with the shoe story. Where did I come? Where did I come off of the shoe story? The first scripture said something directly related to the the, the steps or something. For as the rain comes down, and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, and make it bring forth in bud. That it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Oh, it's a beautiful scripture. Go on from there. This is this following this passage is the passage that we, we quote many times where it says, God's word that goes forth will not return to him void. Next scripture. One of the next scriptures. And it's relating to how once that that rain and that snow that comes from above, that comes from the hand of the Lord, it can't come from any place else. God sends that rain and that snow upon the land and the land begins to, to bud, the land begins to produce. And here's the thing, all peoples, I might want to turn the volume down a little bit. All peoples. I'm kidding. All peoples over all the earth are receiving the benefit of the rain and the snow which pour forth from heaven. Everybody. Everybody benefits from God's provision for the earth. Now know where our minds go real quickly, and, and yes, there are there are those who who seem to benefit more than others. But everybody, the entire earth benefits from the Lord pouring out his provision from above, making the earth spring forth and sprout up. The whole earth. And all the people on it benefit from this outpouring. All the eaters. Are there any eaters in the room? Listen to what it said right there. I mean, right there in that scripture, it says, it says, in bread to the eater. Are there, again, are there any eaters in the room? All of you better, you're all here. You didn't windle away, disappear. All of you are eaters. Are there any eaters in the room? This is where I get to see if your hands are working today. We are a participatory church here if that makes sense his rain and his snow provide bread for the eater now this is very it's very important because it says something right before this and i'm going to get to it in a minute but it separates them everybody are eaters Bread for the eater. There is no one, no matter how spiritual you may be, no matter how long you try to fast or try to go without, there is no one on the earth that is not an eater eventually because you cease to be. So he's saying that the bread is poured out for everybody. Now I'm going to make a comment here whether you're a tither whether you're a giver whether you're generous whether you're stingy whether you're mean whether you're nice whether you're old whether you're young you're an eater and god pours out bread for you to eat everybody say thank you jesus Jesus. this is where we're going to start diving we're going to start crossing over here a little bit if you can track with me this is where we begin To start to get this this revelation and the revelation has to go from infancy to maturity in order to be a committed tither but this is where the infancy of this revelation begins that we're all eaters and we all eat even when we are out there not walking with Jesus even when we came and started walking with Jesus even this really evil person I know over here and even this really sweet non-believing person I know over here we're all eaters and the Lord's pouring out provision for everybody thank you Jesus thank you Jesus for his provision over all over this earth but here's the thing as we continue to dive in as the prophet Habakkuk and even King David alludes to in many of his Psalms he says Lord in in this will ring true in your heart as you've read it and you've thought it sometimes where they said but Lord why do the wicked seem to prosper why does that person seem to do better than I I mean they're not loving you they're not walking with you they're not even nice not only are they not nice they make an effort to be ugly do you know anybody like that? That they, they make a serious effort to be ugly, like every day of their life. Don't raise your hand, especially if it's close by. <laughs> and the Lord comes and assures prophet, the prophet Habakkuk and King David. In many ways, and you'd have to go read it. We don't time prohibits us from going into detail with this. But the Lord comes back to him and says, I assure you that the wicked will have their day. See, here's the thing is that bread from heaven is poured out. Everybody gets to partake in, in different measures and even all the eaters get to partake in, in different degrees. Even those who are not walking, those who are with the Lord or tithing or given or generous in this life at all. But the Lord says they will have their day. I'll even go one step further and I will say from my observation, there are many people both believing and unbelieving, that are well provided for. Amen? Amen. Hopefully this will be the most, um, uh, maybe I won't say that. People who are well provided for out there in the world that do not serve the Lord and or return any sort of seed or tithe into the house of God. Yet some of these same people are very generous in their own right. True or false? True statement. So what I'm trying to establish right now a little bit differently than than maybe I've taught for for years and and still believe everything that I've, uh, 99% of what I've I've taught over the years, maybe 98, some things are slightly evolving, but That the provision of God comes from heaven and everybody partakes even when we are not walking in the fullness of what some of the things that the scriptures tell us we should or we could. It's getting quiet, I know. I know it's getting quiet. I, I planned for it to get quiet. That's why I ordered the rain. All eat bread, but not everyone sow the seed. Listen to the differentiation here in Isaiah 55, where it says, And to make forth the earth bud, and to give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Everybody are eaters, but not everybody are sowers. He separates the sowing part from the eating part. Here's the thing about sowing and eating, and we can bring this all the way into the into the New Testament in Second Corinthians nine ten, where it says, "Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food supply and multiply the seeds you have sown and increase the fruits." Of your righteousness now he who supplies seed to the sower God gives it apparently extra to those who will sow it in the context specifically today so that there may be food in my house bread Is for eating seed is for sowing your bread however looks a whole lot like your seed they don't look very different so we as a people we have to make sure a couple things that we don't sow our bread or eat our seed we have to make sure that we eat our bread the things God's given you to provide for your life for your family for your home for your transportation for whatever the goals the the reasonably speaking goals that you've set for your family to have the the type of life the quality of life that you believe in God to have that's the bread in our life keeping ourselves within some realms of discipline and some realms of restraint because just because there's there ends up always being more doesn't automatically mean that that more is for more bread thank you for that one amen we eat our bread we sow our seed The Lord places seed in the hands of sowers that there may be food in his house. We've already established that there's plenty of people that are well taken care of out there that are not in the context of the house of God. But we're talking today about the house of God. We're talking about how God has planted and put us into the house of God so that there could be fresh bread worship preaching ministry presence anointing transformed and changed lives coming from the house of god now let's try to get even more practical and i'm going to try to bring this to a close in the next 10 minutes but the lord always seems to come through anyway we've thought it some of us have said it some of us are living by this principle more so than malachi 3:10 bring the whole tithe into the house of the lord that there may be food in my house test me in this says the lord and see if i will not throw open the w- windows of heaven and pour out such a blessing that you'll not have room enough to re- to contain it thank but yet we live by but the lord always seems to come through anyway he just always seems to i mean pastor i just got to tell you i'm not a tither i don't do the whole tithe thing but the lord always comes through he always bails me out he always helps me in my time of need and I would I would say and the person would say well what would you say to that and of course we could talk on that for the next hours and I'm gonna try to you know break down hours into three simple answers the first thing I would say is that we live in the church age we live in the time of grace the whole thing of the curse I mean we know just like salvation comes through Christ That includes the tithe. (laughs) Maybe us pastors don't like to admit that sometimes. That includes when people don't feel the urge to to come in and partner and support with the house of God or bring food into the house of God. Salvation comes because of Jesus which is by grace. We don't live under under the curse and we don't live under the the Old Testament covenant. We live under this New Testament covenant which is by grace and mercy through Jesus that would be my first response to that question actually I did have another first and I jumped into kind of the second one the first one was gonna be well Jesus said it to us he said the poor you will always have among you that's actually be my first one the poor you would always have among you and but I would say that that is not to be interpreted that we as the people of God are either expected or need to stay poor. Somebody can say amen. How many of us started poor? I want to see. Raise your hand. You started poor. A lot of us started with absolutely zero. And I don't know if I quite, I'll raise my hand just to encourage you. I don't technically fall into that category, but many of us started with very little, and we began to believe God we begin to you know figure this thing out as we go and and the Lord brought us from that place of where we were to the place where we are today my next answer would be very practically speaking that I would say that there are many times in all of our lives or at least many of our lives where our material need at the moment seems to outweigh our bank balances. Has anybody been there before? I think a lot of us have been there before. Your need just simply outweighs what it appears that you have. And tither or not really in this this case, I would just say in those times is when all of us, we begin to believe God for his manna from heaven. We believe God for him to use the ravens to bring provision. We believe God for him to part the Red Sea. You kind of get where I'm going with this. You believe God for what we talked on in the last couple weeks, the loaves and the bread to be multiplied in your life. And everybody said "Amen." amen. You see where we are. No matter what we've been, as long as we've had a heart that's been sincere, walking towards Christ, I have seen and I watch people who have not been fully committed in this area still have just miracle after miracle provided in their life can i explain it no jesus is awesome he's awesome i mean he's awesome but then there's a third one that i would say And really, again, we could talk on this, trying to answer this this question for for a long time. And the third one would go towards the spiritual side of this, where the Lord says, in that latter half of that scripture in Malachi 3:10, test me in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open up the windows of heaven for you and pour down such a blessing until there is no room or more need. Here's the thing is that there is a promise. There is a promise. There is a promise that we can live from the overflow and from the place of abundance rather than in the place of, Lord, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure you're going to bail me out again. I'm pretty sure if as long as I, I just keep, Holding you know and I don't really but I'm still pretty sure because you're awesome. You're loving you're full of grace I'm pretty you've done it, you know hundreds of times in the past. I'm pretty sure you're gonna keep bailing me out again You don't have to live in the place Where your whole strategy is just depending upon the Lord to bail you out Test me in this and see if I will not pour out more than enough i can i can honestly tell you that it's been a many of moons it's been a many of moons and we started having to believe for a lot of things in the early days me and my wife it's been a many of moons where i've had to to go to the lord and when i say moons i mean years where i've had to go to the lord and say lord you got to bail me out of this one. Oh my goodness i've got myself into it again and that's just my testimony That's just the testimony of a tither, one tither, not not a pastor, not a minister, not even a leader, just a husband, a Christian and a husband and a father. Somebody that just says, Lord, I'm going to trust you with this. And I tell you, having made less than than many of us in our lifetime in here, we look back over the years and say, my goodness, Lord, we always, we, as 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 poor as we were at the early days in our life, just from a a material standpoint, my wife and I, we, we felt like we were just rich. We never had, we never had a need. Not something that was that was a real need. We always have you know vanity. We always let our, our vanity run a little wild sometimes. But I'm talking about a real need. And so there's a place where we can live in the abundance of the Lord. And I'm not saying that that abundance comes next week. I'm not saying it couldn't. But I'm saying that this requires a lifestyle of trusting Jesus. It requires a lifestyle of, and our final thought today, is having the revelation of a tither. And I think, and I've never, taught, I've never taught this tithing like this thought right here ever. It's really sort of fresh. It's fresh for me. Not in the context of revelation. We know that everything has to be a revelation in our life for us to really have conviction to follow it, right? It's got to be your revelation. Our children can't be living or walking with the Lord based upon their parents' conviction or revelation, right? They have to have their revelation with walking with Christ. If you are going to be a committed tither for the duration of your life, you have to have the revelation of a tither. And here's the revelation of a tither that we see from Genesis in 28. It's Jacob, and some of us familiar with this passage, Genesis 28, 20. It says, then Jacob made a vow. If God will be with me and keep me in this way that i am going and give me up and give me what bread because we're all eaters give me bread and clothing to put on so that i come back to my father's house in peace then the lord shall be my god in this stone which i have set as a pillar shall be god's house and of all that you give me i will surely give you a tenth here's the revelation of a tither The revelation first comes that all that we have comes from above. Just like the rain and the snow, just like the birds of the air, everything that we have comes from above. It comes from above for all peoples on the earth, but the peoples of God. We have the opportunity to have this revelation that what I have, literally what I have, came from Jesus. And if what I have came to Jesus, certainly if I give him his portion back, certainly he's going to replenish what's in my hands with enough. For enough bread? And for enough seed. I'm telling you, just take me, just give me one more moment, because here's the thing: His tithe and his seed take on a whole new light once this revelation is your source motivation. If you're doing it because pastor, oh, here he comes, he's got to do that offering again. Oh, oh so-and-so has a need again. Oh, that man, I wish that person in my life would just stop having those needs forcing me obligating me to help them we have those in our life we all have those in our life but once you realize it's the revelation oh my goodness everything i have comes from the lord the tide the seed the helping the sowing into people's lives it takes on a whole new light (laughs) i'm praying that some of us get a hold of this today. As long as we live like we are the source, then we will hold on to those resources much more tightly. When you think that you have to work harder, you have to create, you have to be inventive, you have to do it. When that's your revelation, which you should do you should be a hard worker but when that's your revelation and or the motivation or lack thereof for giving then you're going to squeeze the life out of everything that comes into your hands you're going to you're going to say well i have to i have to take care of my family first the lord understands i have to do this first the lord understands and these are just things we tell ourselves this isn't this is just this is just what we tell ourselves But then we realize, once again, by way of revelation knowledge, and not by way of head knowledge, not by way of preaching knowledge, we realize by way of revelation knowledge that God is our source and that trusting him back with his tithe, then it becomes a must-do. It's no longer a, let's feel it out and see how the month goes. Let's wait and kind of see how it, it goes. I am, as I just testified for myself, and this is just my testimony, take it. I've been, I've been sharing some things recently that I haven't probably shared in 25 years. I shared a few things on a Wednesday night that we don't stream. But for me, I'm a, I'm a same-day type of guy. I'm a same-day type of guy. What does that mean? It means when, when God's increase comes into my life, when God's provision comes into my life, Boom, same day, I send back the portion that I've committed to him. I don't wait. I've not waited. It's been many moons since I waited beyond day one. It is, it comes as a matter of that a conviction. I do it as a way of just honoring his provision for my life. I do it as just wanting to just make sure that what's first gets taken care of. First, I do it because of thankfulness in my heart of just how faithful the Lord has been to me and to my family. So, the commitment again of a tither just simply says this Lord, if you will provide it, I will give it. Just like, just like the man of God Jacob said in Genesis if God, everybody say, if God. I love it. It was a revelation to Jacob. He was the he was the grandson like come on, dude. You're supposed to know this already. It didn't come from from Abraham. It didn't come from Isaac. It came from revelation encounter with Jesus. If you will provide, I will give it. Now with all that said, I'm going to encourage you on this final This final note on a very practical, a practical note. I do believe the Lord meets us where we're at. I do believe that many of us in here are at one place in our faith walk while others are at another place in our faith walk. I believe we're all on this journey. And I would just encourage you of all these things and all this truth that I've shared today, I would just encourage you this. Go to Malachi and do what the Lord says. He says, test me. You can test the Lord in so many different ways. You can say, all right, by the end of 2023, my goal is to be able to trust the Lord with the whole tithe. You can take that, take that time. You say, Pastor, are you sure? I'm telling you. If that's where you're at and that's what you need to, in your faith, that's where you're at in your faith, law, I'm telling you. You, can do, you might say, end of 2024, it might, you might be pretty deep. I wouldn't advise that, but you might say that. You might say by the end of 2023, and you start working towards being that whole tither. You might be able to today, you might be able to, or this week, or this month, or next month, say, Okay, Lord, I'm going to trust you with the tithe, and I'm going to see if I'm still alive by the end of the month. (laughs) Because that's what we think. We think if, oh my goodness, if I give back to the Lord the tithe, I'm not going to survive. I'm not gonna have food in my refrigerator. I'm not gonna be able to pay my mortgage or my rent. I'm not gonna be able to have electricity to get shut off. I'm not gonna have gas in my car to go to work. That's what the devil tells us. I'm telling you, it's a lie. It's a lie. You trust the Lord. You might be able to do it and you you talk to Jesus and you figure it out. And I'm not telling you this just so that there's there's food in the house of the Lord, which is obviously one of God's main motivations. I'm telling you this because, man, it benefits to be a tither. You can come, come and quiz me, come and quiz my wife or my children over 25 years. Quiz, go find other tithers in the house and say, has, has the Lord ever let you down? He's not. He's not that type of God. So you go to Jesus, you figure out what it means to begin to trust Jesus in this arena. And you make a commitment, like Jacob, you make a vow that, Lord, this is where I'm at. This is what we can do. And, and Lord, will you help me get to this goal by this time?